Yes, hi, hello, welcome back to the Gooncast, also known as the Wish Upon of Co- Podcasts. James, also known as Saber0307. And, you know, we're back surprisingly quickly to shamelessly take advantage of YouTube algorithm. It's great. Ooh, hell yeah. Shamelessly. <laughs> shamelessly, I tell you. Absolutely. I forgot that we um, have dubbed ourselves the Wish Upons of Podcasts. I... That, that that got me. Hi, yes. I'm I'm Cat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch. Uh, dialogue designer by day, writer slash artist slash horror enthusiast by night. And once again, it is your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester, the Michael Bean of podcast co-hosts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh boy, I am I am really feeling this one today from a personal place, from from deep in the cockles of my heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, this taking is, advantage of that sweet sweet algorithm. This is gonna mm-hmm. be this is gonna be the two B of podcast episodes. <laughs> this is buckle up for two straight hours of the Valley Jester talking about Cammy's legs. Let's go. That's right, everybody. It's Street Fight. We're street talking fight. Street Fighter, baby. Yeah, but we're not talking about any of the games. Get fucked. We're talking street about fight. the two live-action movies, baby. Street Fight. Street Fight. Oh, oh, man, I just realized that would have been great if we did the Sonny Chiba movies instead. Oh, man, what, what a missed movies? opportunity. Sonny Chiba, he's a, he's a Japanese actor, and he was in a series of uh, uh, films in, like, the 80s. They're called Street Fighter, and they're unrelated to the video <laughs> games. Oh, amazing. But Sonny yeah. Chiba's great. But so. Sonny yeah, Chiba's we, great. We, we should have and, just, and then just been like, where's Chun-Li? <laughs> yeah, where's Cammy? Yeah, Anyways, yeah. yeah, we're talking about the 1994 Jean-Claude Van Damme, Ralph Julia joint, and also oh, the yeah. legend of Chun-Li. Hell yeah. No! <laughs> I only want to talk about the first one. Well, there are two wolves oh. inside you, Lee, and one of them is Irish. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Yes. Well, we'll get into that garbage fire. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't later. wait. Oh, hold but on. First... Wait, hold on. I gotta sit. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. This is gonna be a well. I thing. I feel like we're we're finally completing a puzzle that we started very very early on in the history of this podcast. Because uh-huh. when you think about like mid '90s cash grab video game adaptations, Mortal Kombat and yep. the first Street Fighter yeah. are yep. the two that come to mind. I was going to say, we did Mortal Kombat super early. Second That's episode. our second episode. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So we've, and, just, um, we've been sitting on this. And I, I you know, I, I haven't gone back to listen to our, our early recordings uh, in a hot minute. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, we, we hadn't quite polished ourselves into the diamonds of the goon mine that we are now. Mm-hmm, 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 but, um, mm-hmm. our, you know, our opinions still hold up. The Paul yeah. Anderson joint is fucking wild it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's the best video game movie as ever. all hell all right i will die on that rules yes it, it rules um this does not so much <laughs> rule um it is it is a shameless cash grab with a a flimsy nonsensical plot that we'll we'll dive into in a second. That's this, but it's part of that era where they first started realizing, hey, maybe these video game things can actually get us some money on the big screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's anchored by one very charismatic but terrible performance from Jean Claude Van Damme, and <laughs> one unironically fantastic performance from the late Raul Julia. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's it's great. It's yes. great. Holy shit. Like I, I I think I think Street Fighter and the like Adams Family movies are like 
my two like whenever i think of Raul julia i'm just i think of those and i'm just like yeah. he's brilliant he's he's so good he's so like i i hate to just say I, I hate to say versatile because like that just seems very like oh yeah he can he can he can do a lot of things he's an actor who can act but like really you look at those two performances and they couldn't be more different but yet they're the same level of entertainment you know mm-hmm. like like it's like it's like on the one hand you have like you know of a, a a campy but mostly like you know within the universe makes sense performance in in Gomez Adams and then just the absolutely insane scenery chewing villainy of Bison the unhinged madness oh, that is shit. Bison yeah yes yes With some and I mean fucking like stellar dumb villain lines that he just yes. effortlessly sells yes and i mean like the the you know for me it was tuesday iconic <laughs> iconic you know like you don't even Fuck need yeah. to you don't even need context for it it's just like that one particular scene is just it's it's good on its own it's good in like the you know it's just good even in the sea of like so bad it's good of that movie yeah yeah that scene is just good <laughs> So it's, before it's we fantastic. before we before we dive in too too deep prematurely, what is mm-hmm. um what is everybody's relationship with the franchise uh in general? Because Street Fighter has been kind of a fixture in the video game community for decades. Yeah, now. yeah. I'm I'm just gonna say like I have completely missed the boat on like fighting games. Period. So my understanding of them is mostly just like from watching watching Will play Guilty Gear or, you know, watching my friends play uh, Super Smash Brothers or something like that. So it's like, I am I am very much a like, well, that's neat. I, I, I don't know the characters super well. I don't know. I don't have any like affiliation with like, or like affinity for anybody in particular. I'm just like, oh, that's a cool design. Or like, I hear some wild shit and I'm like, that's neat. But um <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. Like, so every, like, so it's really interesting to come at it with, like, absolutely no knowledge and mm. then, you know, be asking you guys questions throughout being like, okay, so, like, in the games, and you're like, no, there's nothing like the games. Like, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, maybe, like, is, is Chuck Lee's dad a character in the games? And y'all are like, no. He's <laughs> like, dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, like, Growing up as a as a kid in the '90s, I was of course exposed to Street Fighter. I never really went to like any arcades or anything like that. Uh, I never even owned a copy of Street Fighter Two. I couldn't really get into it like at all, even as like a, as a teenager or adult. Just it didn't necessarily quite click with me. Uh, I did get casually into Alpha Three and then Third Strike. And I really, really love those games, even though I'm shit at them. Uh, I did play 4 and 5, and I'm most likely going to be playing 6. But like even 4 and 5 didn't really click with me, and I, I didn't play them substantially. But I've absorbed enough through like pop culture osmosis and seeing other people talk about them that like I have a gist as to what's going on and like you know who, who Ryu and Ken and Bison, Kami, Chun-Li, Akuma, all them are. And of course, you know, I, I saw the 94 movie as a kid. Not in theaters, though, but, like, I think my parents rented it, or maybe it was on TV or something like that. And mm. I hated it as a kid, 
but then as I as as I grew older, uh, I, I decided to rewatch it, and I was like, this is not nearly as terrible as I remembered. Mm-hmm. Still bad, but you know, fucking Raul Julia kills it. So yeah, yeah, and a lot of stuff like yes. that kind of scratches that sweet nostalgia spot of like you know, mm-hmm. growing up in the nineties people were still kind of wading through those waters and figuring out, you know, what worked, what didn't and throwing a lot of bonkers fucking ideas to the wall and seeing what would stick. Nobody really knew how to adapt a video game, especially since most of the games would like have like the most bare bones story. Like super Mario brothers is just like, okay, you got to rescue the princess from an evil turtle monster. And then Mm -hmm. that turns into the live action Mario Brothers movie, which I also <laughs> turned re-watched. into whatever the fuck that was. I also yeah. rewatched like ten years ago, and I don't think it's nearly as bad as as I remembered it as a kid. But mm-hmm. like, it's it's definitely not fucking it's, Mario. No, no, uh, it's a then, it's like, a weird, wild movie. Yeah, that like has has value as entertainment. It's not like you know, put it on the fire with the you know. I was going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I didn't want to think about that movie again. Well, too bad. Don't think no, don't I am. Yeah. Don't uh, think don't say it. And, uh, or, or it's like Double Dragon, where it's again like rescue your girlfriend from, from mob mobsters or whatever, and then they turn it into that weird movie, that, that which also has, you know, Robert Patrick in it, and he fucking collapsed, but, you know. Oh, yeah, they, they they floundered around with it for a while. But um, yeah, I I got into the franchise in the in the mid '90s. Um, picked it up first, I think, with Street Fighter Two Turbo, Maned Vega, and then um, I kind of uh. I kind of dipped out for a bit uh, because I became a big Tekken nerd. Tekken, yeah, okay. is like my sense. go-to. Like if I wanna, if I if I show up to you know a buddy's party and they've got they've got the PlayStation out and somebody's mm-hmm. talking a little shit. <laughs> I use Tekken to bring them back down to earth. You know, mm-hmm, I've mentioned mm-hmm. in I've mentioned in previous podcasts before that my brother Johnny and I would just kind of show up to people's parties, smoke all their weed, and just and just take them all on at Tekken. Um, and then Street Fighter Four dropped, and I'm like, okay, okay, it's been a hot minute since I've jumped back in, but let's let's do this. And um, I, I actually had Johnny living with me at the time. So we went out and picked up a copy of Street Fighter 4, and then, like, all we did was just be in the lab. It would just be the two of us mm. running match after match of Street Fighter, like, for days. Damn. And it was fucking wild. Um, that's when I transitioned from Manning Vega to Cami, uh, and Johnny, okay. Johnny had mastered uh, fucking Ken, no pun intended. <laughs> um, and we just ran set after set after set, and now I'm super excited because I'm I'm caught up in the I'm caught up in the hype machine of Street Fighter Six, which is dropping in a few days. I've got that shit pre-ordered oh, and pre-installed yeah. and ready to go. Fuck yeah, dude! And yeah, they this... they they cut my girl's braids off, but they stuffed her into yoga pants. Thank <laughs> God, it it took her fucking twenty years, but they finally gave my girl a pair of pants. I can't wait to watch you uh, go pro cami on on stream. Oh, it's, oh it's no mercy. Yeah, no mm-hmm. mercy. if you're listening to this at the time of release, uh, Street Fighter Six will be out. 
because mm -hmm. you're again shamelessly taking advantage of the YouTube algorithm to maybe get like two more Woo. views from Renzi. Woo! Uh, Come on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you I, know you want to. Street Fighter's on the mind. <laughs> when, whenever I do play Street Fighter, because I'm again a casual, basic bitch, it's just, I just do real. Yeah. Because, like, he's the noob character, but you know, he's he's a solid character. All right, all right. So, as nothing wrong with classics, I have never played any of these games. Who do yeah. y'all think I would main? Uh, you strike me as a big, tough grappler character. I think you would okay. pick up, like, you'd pick up Zangief. Oh, sick. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I, figure, <laughs> I figured you'd like, like, crazy monster character and play Blanca. I do like crazy monsters. Ooh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. we, yeah, I think we got a sick read there. I think it's That's monster good. or grappler. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm googling. I'm googling. I, I did Google Blanca when we were uh, uh, when we were watching the movie because y'all were like, oh well. <laughs> y'all were talking shit about. Oh, he's cool. Okay, neat. <laughs> yeah. And then Zangief is the big, big, big burly bear oh, rushing I, man. Oh, I know Zangief. And Zangief yeah. is best boy. Yes. He's too, too big, pure. dumb Russian himbo. Yeah, must be yeah. protected at all costs. Yeah, yeah that's now, yeah. You got you guys. Yeah, that's a, that's a that, you you pinned me. Yeah. Now now now, if you wanted to be really pro, depending on the game, you mm -hmm. you'd main Dan. Oh oh, Dan. let's talk about Dan really quick. Dan. I. I oh never thought I'd have an opportunity on this podcast to talk about Dan. <laughs> I, I figured you did. That's why I wanted to segue into Dan. Oh, let's fucking Dan? go. Okay, it's a so, joke character. Cat. So, I'm, I'm yeah, seeing pictures of him, and he just is a dude. <laughs> he's he's the joke character of the franchise in that there's a whole type of martial arts um, and like a subset of characters that they just call Shotos. So Ryu, Ken, uh, Sean... They they all have like similar forms of karate to each other, and they're they're not quite clone characters, but they kind of are. Like before yeah. Super okay. Smash Brothers really made it a thing, mm -hmm. and then they brought in Dan. Well, specifically, Dan. specifically though, it's because SNK decided to basically like include a character like that was kind of like knocking uh, Ryu, if I remember correctly. I think it was in maybe King of Fighters or Fatal Fury or something like that. And then Street Capcom, in response, made Dan, who's basically a parody of, like, an SNK-type character, except oh for he's God. terrible. Yeah, his, his moves suck, like, on purpose. So, like, you put in the same input for the Hadouken. Okay, Ryu throws a fireball. Ken throws a fireball. Dan puts out his hand, and, like, a little fart of smoke comes <laughs> out with, like, a little burst of blue and he's oh like, God. and he's like fucking hyped on it. He's like, yeah, check my shit out. <laughs> and they, they had him as this horribly underpowered joke character for a long time. And then in newer editions, they've tried to make him um, actually more playable. Starting with Street Fighter mm -hmm. 4, you could actually like solidly main Dan and have him mm -hmm. be good. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, Dan must be protected at all costs. He, he's, the, he's the way just, he describes his personality is Dan can be best described as being his own worst enemy. <laughs> yes. They changed his kit in the newer games to focus around a taunting system. So Excellent. he just talks yeah. shit. Yeah. Excellent. Cat, I just sent a gif of one of Dan's taunts I, where he just slaps oh, his I ass. Oh, I see. Where he just slaps his ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Dan's it's, great. It's great. Yeah. Beautiful. All, all I, best SF players play I, Dan. I also. <laughs> 
Amazing. I also noticed that I believe his last name is Fabiki. Yes. Uh, which uh, I can't see that name and not hear it said in Walter's himbo voice. Fabiki. Fabiki. So, so that that gave me a little extra chuckle when I read that. I was like, oh, <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. So, should we dive into the first uh, feature film? Yeah. Hell yeah. Get it, get it started. Where do we start with this piece of shit? <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, I mean, I think I think we can kind of start with some good things because I think there are. First of all, we're all Julia. Yeah. And I also think there were genuine. There were like a handful of genuine moments of comedy that yes. like actually worked. Um, this movie has to not be taken seriously at all. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, you can kind of approach with like, okay, play it straight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you get like a little bit of the levity from like how outlandish the setting is or Johnny Cage being funny. But if you approach it as a straight up, you know, high stakes tournament of death, mm-hmm. you can walk away from it yeah. satisfied. Mm-hmm. You yes. can't approach this with anything other than tongue-in-cheek self-awareness. Yeah. Yes. It's, exactly. It's, exactly. You you will not get you will not get uh uh you know battle to intense battle to the dramatic battle to the death with stakes yeah. from either Street Fighter movie. The Probably movie, a little bit more in the '94 film, I think. The movie is is definitely trying to be more fun and silly, like just a mm-hmm. dumb popcorn flick. Uh, I would say that a fair amount of the fight sequences are actually, you know, decently choreographed, and at the very least, like, you know, our lead, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. And fucking do his own stunts and do martial arts and whatnot. Yeah, he's Uh, great. And, like, he's, he's, like, a lot of people dog on him for for his acting chops, but for me, he kind of falls into that camp of, like, with Schwarzenegger, where, like, Mm -hmm. he's got mad charisma. Yes. That can help him carry a performance. Yes. With, with enough actually, art and a weird enough face, you can make it in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm, gonna, enough... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say not not so much Schwarzenegger, because I do think he has like a little bit more like I mean he doesn't have range, but he does have a little bit more range than Van Damme. Sure. I would say like among the alone. Well, I was gonna say among like the like like WWE wrestlers that have made it big. Oh you know, yeah, like, Batista. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say he's like he's around there where it's like he you know he needs the right kind of direction and he needs the right kind of role. Yeah, but like and or like he, or like The Rock where it's like yeah he's charismatic he's going to carry a film. Yeah, like, and, and yeah, I, I had to think about that after. Him. I had to think about that after I said it because I think like Batista, oddly enough. Dave Bautista hit this this stride where just like oh yeah, like, fuck he actually is a great actor yeah yeah, yeah yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to like um disagree with you but I was like no, no I, I think, had to I chew on that I think he's I think he's, I think he's he's not as good as Batista but he's like he's at like the level of like maybe like The Rock or like it's like uh, watching what, watching Hulk John Hogan Cena in a movie John Cena yes yeah that's 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 who I was thinking of I was thinking of John Cena specifically yeah like or or Jesse Ventura or Hulk Hogan like yes, they, yes. they're it's not those guys great, where it's but just like they're fun yeah, yeah there's that next yeah. tier up where you, yeah they're all below oh. Batista and Roddy Piper yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes also I will say that um uh I, I'm I'm gonna um give a give a small shout out to a, an animation friend um. Van Damme, like, ten years ago or so, 
released a series of um, green screen like clips, <laughs> uh, yes. ba- and basically as part of a like, hey, everybody on the internet, take these green screen clips and put me in your movie. And it was just this like very fun, like they're all like generic action one-liners, and they're just they're so fun. So a bunch of people like took them and ran with them and did did cool little like you know like like attempts at like a like an action movie kind of thing. Um, but my friend made a parody of the um, an animated parody of the uh, uh, how many licks did it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop commercials from like the years and years ago with like the Mr. Yeah. Owl. Um, yeah, and but it's just Jean Claude Van Damme is in them and it's great, like, <laughs> beating Beautiful. the shit out of everybody, and it's it's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's kind of like we'll, the we'll, other. We'll we'll drop a we'll drop a link to the the video in the uh, in the uh, YouTube. Yeah, right? hell yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I like must see this. Yeah, that's, it's it's really good. That's Shout out like to my buddy, the... my old buddy Ben. The other things with Van Damme too is he, he's not afraid to like poke fun of himself or be silly. Exactly, like, exactly. He's not he's not like the Steven Seagal type where no. Steven Seagal is like, I will not show weakness. I need to be one hundred percent serious yeah, and then, the entire time. Yeah, and then you watch his new movies and they're like the goofiest shit because he's just like he's an old man who like can't do martial arts anymore, but like the movie is trying to pretend that he's doing amazing martial arts. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And I think I, the, I think I saw some stuff about like The Rock is kind of getting to that point too, where like he won't take roles that make him like he won't take villain roles or anything like that. Like The which Rock is why... has it in his contract. Yes, he he cannot lose a one on one fight. Yes, which is why like the Black Adam movie was kind of the way it was. <laughs> it's like he can't he can't be the villain in a. Um, Oh god, what's what's the name of the not the Flash? Fucking what's the name of the the kid? Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, he can't be the villain in a Shazam movie, even though that's what Black Adam is, because the villain in a Shazam movie needs to lose to Shazam. <laughs> no, could, well that that's why they skewed the whole thing in that creative direction of like Black mm-hmm. Adam's not actually a villain. He's like misunderstood and yeah, like he's exactly. the king of a people who were killed. It's like, like nah, dog. You, yeah. you're a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, and like the thing is, like that could work, but you need to—I don't know. There's, you need to approach it in a way that Black Adam did not. They—they <laughs> they kind of tried to be the goofy, like fish out of water comedy, but also this like super self-serious, like oh, like he's you know he r- rose up and like he's got a dead kid and he's you know he's out for vengeance, but also has a heart of gold secretly, and you're just kind of like. He's so much more compelling if you just take away the goofiness and the, you know, e- e- keep mm-hmm. the secret heart of gold. Keep make him a complicated villain. Make him a villain you maybe don't want to see lose because you're like, wow, you've been through some shit, and like the people you're going up against maybe deserve to be brought down, right. but maybe not the way you're doing it. Like there th- again, there's ways you could have done it that would have been compelling. And but yeah. but the ego couldn't couldn't be put aside. The, you know it. And Van Dam at the time in '94, Van Dam was coked out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, he really Van was. Dam was uh-huh. huge. Uh-huh. He was on like the Stephen King diet. Yeah, when they were doing Street Fighter. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's, at least he showed up and did as he did his shit, and yeah. he honored yeah. the extra day of shooting to do motion capture for the video game adaptation 
of the film. Yeah. Amazing. It's Street it's Fighter, also... the movie, the game. Yeah, yeah. the legendary Amazing. Street Fighter the movie. Now, now, to be fair, when I say he showed up to honor his day of shooting, I mean he showed up for four hours. Yeah. According to uh, to the wonderful Matt McMuscles, who did a uh, an episode of What Happened on it, uh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great watch. Jean Claude showed up for four coked out hours and shot some stills <laughs> on a blue screen and then went home. Yeah, it's 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 actually funny too because uh, originally Mortal Kombat was supposed to be in uh, a video game adaptation of a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, like Bloodsport mm-hmm. or something, and that fell mm. through. And then they wanted to try to get like Jean Claude Van Damme to basically be Johnny Cage, and that fell through. So then they just, you know, made Mortal Kombat. And then I mm-hmm. think, I, I, I've heard conflicting reports, I'm not entirely sure, uh, but supposedly John claude Van Damme was approached to be Johnny Cage in the live-action movie. Yes. But, like, he mm-hmm. turned it down for Guile in, in Street Fighter. Yeah, they wanted to, yeah, they wanted to bring it full circle again, and it didn't work. But now they're trying to bring it full circle again in 2023, because with the reboot of Mortal Kombat that's coming out this year... There's going to be a DLC outfit for Johnny Cage that yeah. makes him Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah it's, it's so kind of like, all about that. Yeah, they they've done a few of these these celebrity cameo replacement things before, which has been kind of neat. Like Mortal Kombat X uh, had DLC mm-hmm. that replaced uh, Jax with Carl Weathers. Um, and then Ooh. yeah, and then Mortal Kombat 11 uh, did did a late DLC pack. That allowed you to do uh, Christopher Lambert as Raiden, Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage, and Bridget Nielsen as Sonya Blade. That's awesome. And then, of course, we had Hiroyuki yeah. uh, Tagawa yeah. in the, the Shang Tsung role. And, you know, he's just, he's just fucking perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, perfect, you know, the late Raul Julia is, is fucking flawless in this goddamn movie. Doing yeah. every goddamn fucking scene he's in. Mm-hmm. Elevating this fucking Drek material. <laughs> yeah, let me yeah, let me set the let me set the stage proper here for all those who are are so empty in life as to have not filled that void with Street Fighter the movie. Um okay. For all intents and purposes, the overarching quote storyline of Street Fighter is kind of fucked. You, you've got several isolated smaller stories that are sort of linked together by the fact that Bison equal bad. That's about the size of it. More or less, yeah. Now, if anything was going to approach the idea of a Street Fighter movie, realistically, because of the weight of their impact in the story, you would want your lead characters to be Ryu and Ken. This was something done pretty pretty fucking well by the animated movie that came out in the same year as this. The Street Fighter 2 animated film is pretty fucking good. It centers mostly around Ryu and Ken with a side story of Guile and Chun-Li working together and, uh, and, and taking the fight to Bison. Now in this, they have Jean-Claude Van Damme taking the role of Colonel Guile the most American to, thing ever. The, yeah, the, the most super I am America man of all time, <laughs> played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. The muscles from Brussels. Uh-huh. Should have got, gotten, like, I don't, I don't know, even someone, not even, like, you didn't even have to go with someone American, just, like, mm-hmm. 
Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. So you've got Guile trying to take the fight to crazed madman M. Bison, ruler of not criminal organization, Shadaloo. A country. Yeah. He he's pulling a Doctor Doom here. He's already got a landmass and a people. And they're playing him as more of a tyrannical dictator as opposed to a singular, like, crime lord. Yeah. Which I'm kind of cool with. That's a yeah. fine direction. Especially but since, they... like, the, the, the fan base kind of refers to Bison as dictator anyway because of the whole name kerfuffling with, with the three characters. Like, it's like dictator, mm-hmm. boxer, and I forgot what Vega is called. Dancer Matador. Or fi- Matador? Okay. Thing Matador. Um... So they they shift this story into being the United States trying to liberate this oppressed country from Bison, who has a bunch of hostages that he's threatening to kill off unless his ridiculous demands are met. And they kind of shoehorn in the other pivotal characters of the story. Chun-Li, who is supposed to be a member of Chinese intelligence, is now a news reporter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, okay. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. her her news team is E-Honda who is now Polynesian instead of Japanese. And you know what? I actually like that. I like what they did with Honda. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And her cameraman is Balrog, who is Mm -hmm. supposed to be one of Bison's most trusted generals. Yeah. But okay. Uh Whatever. Sure. Let's go for it. (laughs) Now, now what about Ryu and Ken? Our two (laughs) wandering martial arts masters who are trying to avenge the death of Goken and find their way in the world. Uh, They are con artists. And gun runners, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and yep. they are, and they are getting in deep with Sagat, who, again, instead of being one of Bison's most trusted allies, instead of uh, being an honorable fighter, he's now a crime lord. He's now he's now a shit heel crime lord. Yeah, it <laughs> it's great. There, uh-huh. There's uh-huh. no attempt to preserve the integrity of the characters no. when they're pushed together. There's none. They, they, no, they not go, even the most fleeting attempt. They, they do a handful of moments to try to make the characters look on brand. Uh, like, you know, of course, you know, Ryu and Ken get their iconic gi. Um, Vega looks gets, great. Vega looks great. Um, fucking... Zangief. Uh, in, inexplicably, Balrog gets boxing gloves and a boxing outfit at the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, Cammy Cammy gets her iconic outfit by the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking uh, 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 Dalsim, who's now a Bison scientist under uh, you know against his will, uh, oh, yeah. gets oh, like whoa. chemicals. He gets ecto cooler splashed on him, which makes him go bald. Um, okay, let's talk about Dalsim. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Dalsam and Blanca. Yeah. Okay. So how I was just saying that they had to change a couple of things with these characters to yeah. kind of make them all mesh together. Yeah. I do not outright hate the combination of Nash and Blanca into the same role. Yeah. I think that like having having Blanca be created by this genetic experimentation at the hands of Bison is a cool idea because mm-hmm. let's be frank, the actual story of it is fucking stupid. 
As oh, is a lot, as is a lot of the narrative of Street Fighter. Yeah. Blanca is green and has lightning powers okay. because he grew up in the jungle and got shocked by a bunch of like electric eels. Yeah. Wait, isn't that the exact like origin story for uh fucking the lightning guy in uh Electro Spider-Man? Amazing Spider-Man 2, he falls into a vat of uh chemical yeah, electric. And eels. he's and he's green in the comics. No, he's he, he's yellow in the comics, and then he's no, blue no, he's, in the he's movie. got a green outfit too. Oh well, he, he may have a green outfit, but he's got yellow electricity. Yes, he has yeah, yellow he, electricity, but he has a green outfit. Yeah, yeah what the he, hell? Yeah, he was he was in a plane crash. He was like, it was in a plane crash as a baby or a young kid. Okay, and his his mom got killed in the crash, and he was just left in the woods. And then eels happened. Yeah, and now <laughs> he's a, yeah. and now he's a big hulked out green lightning monster. Yeah, and sure. now making, okay. making him be the product of like bison brainwashing and genetic experiments, and really leaning super hard into like the Hitler idea of like creating a super soldier, like, Mountain Dew injected straight using black veins. magic and yeah. shit. I'm like, yo. Yeah, this is a cool idea, and then have it be Nash, have it be Guile's best friend. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. and and like and, to to the movie's oh. credit, right? The only reference to Charlie Nash in Street Fighter Two, the game, was like through Guile's like fight dialogue, right? Charlie mm-hmm. Nash was just a background backstory character. He didn't get it. He he wasn't fully fleshed out into an actual character until. Street Fighter Alpha, which came out like a year after Street uh, Street Fighter the movie came out, so it's like yeah, he wasn't quite a zombie yet. Yeah, so the movie the the movie they were just like Klein. oh or Chris Klein. Uh, the the movie did not know who the, the writers. They were just like oh, Guile has a friend named Charlie. Let's incorporate that into Blanca. Sure, and also because of like localization stuff uh, in the Japanese version, he was known as Nash. And then when they translated Street Fighter 2, they changed it to Charlie. I don't know why. I can't remember why. So it was like, presumably, the 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 uh, writers had only played like the American version of Street Fighter 2, didn't talk to Capcom about it. It's like, oh, we got a guy named Charlie. He doesn't have a last name. We have Blanca. That sounds like a last name. Let's just combine the two characters into, yep. into Carlos, Charlie, Blanca. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. You like, it's... It's yeah. it's dumb, sure, but it's fine. It yeah, it's dumb but fine. Dumb but not fine is mystical <laughs> yoga guru Dalsim being a scientist, now being a bison scientist who it's gets electrocuted so badly that all his hair falls out. Hold on, no, he had high C fall in his head. Remember, <laughs> he was electrocuted, and he had high C fall in his head. Because they were injecting Blanca. Uh, I'm ice. sorry, I forgot. I got, forgot he was covered in in original recipe surge. <laughs> yes, he got not covered. That, he got covered in echo cooler comeback surge we had ten years ago. <laughs> not the original '90s <laughs> shit. Now hold on, hold on. Before we continue, Strips the paint off lawn furniture. <laughs> before we continue, we have to talk about obviously the best character of the movie, Sawada. Oh, oh, please. Please yeah. let's talk about Sawada. Yeah. So if if I recall I get correctly, ironically, for Sawada. So so uh, if I recall correctly, Sawada was like kind of a forced thing from Capcom. Yes. And they they basically kind of wanted him to be like their new film hero and like potentially mm-hmm. break his way into like the games and everything like that. Like 
they they were really impressed i think with this guy's martial arts or something like that and and they were like we need him we want him etc and they they made the character of sawada even though he can't fucking act well, uh, oh, yes originally he was supposed to be fei long yes and then and then sawada and then Sawada happened. Uh, and Sawada's <laughs> only game appearance is of Street Fighter the movie, the game. Mm-hmm. And Capcom has basically abandoned the character of Sawada and says, bring back Sawada as DLC for Street Fighter it, 6. It's fucking unfortunate cowards. because Sawada, Sawada has the greatest finishing move of all time. Yeah. For those of you who have been fortunate enough to fill your eye holes with Sawada's super, he, he throws his arms up in the air and then his sprite, without moving, launches itself across the screen and just keeps slapping your face with, face with his chest meat. Until you die. <laughs> Sawada wins. Fucking, of course, Sawada wins. Yeah, it, it's, it's really... I, I just want to point out, too, don't, that this is the second... Don't put Sawada's beard in the chat, I, I, No, I'm doing it, because it, 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 it leads into my point of this is the second time on Gooncast where we have Sawada, a Sawada being causing the, problems, being the best and causing problems. It's it's yeah. wonderful. Sawada's beard is making <laughs> a comeback. Beard. It's 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 the best. In fact, I'm making a note right now. Uh, uh-huh. What are we at? Like yeah, uh, to throw up <laughs> Sawada's beard on the YouTube version. Of, As we uh, talk about Sawada, an yeah. unrelated Sawada. <laughs> yeah. It's it it has to it, it it has to be. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, look at Sawada. Yeah. Look at that beard. Look at that beard. Oh, I'm looking. That's <laughs> great. Ten out of ten. It's so so real looking. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, let's see. Uh, who who? Oh yeah, they have T Hawk briefly, kind of mm-hmm. like a back background character, just like shows up, and then like he puts on a headband because they need him to look like T Hawk by the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, because uh, because we need to make sure you know that this character is Native American. Oh, God. Shrug. I don't know. Give him a headband or something. Put yeah. some feathers in his hair. Make him do a rain dance. Whatever the fuck those Indians do. Yeah. Right. And then we have uh, Zangief, who I, I don't think was working with Bison in the games, but they made him working with Bison in the movie because Russian, why not? Uh, DJ kind of fills the Barlog role. I don't think he was a Shadowloo henchman, no. but I could be mistaken. No, but yeah, he fills the Balrog role, and I gotta say, the, the, the comedic chemistry between DJ and Zangief... It's strong! beautiful it's, it's charming yeah. mm-hmm. like yes. that's 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 yeah only, yeah we had we had a couple of moments of comedy between them that was like genuine and then there was also i i forget which characters it was who were like imprisoned by them oh, that was that was, was balrog it? and, and, it was and balrog. Uh, yeah it was honda. Yeah. Honda. Yeah. yeah it was balrog and honda and they had a moment of like god i don't even remember what the line was but the response to the line was like We've been in prison five minutes. Like, why are you asking that? Uh, like, oh, yeah. Was... No, it was, it was, um, can you give me a hand? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yo, we've been locked up for like an hour. Like, yeah. give yeah. me a few days before I consider doing that for you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, like, genuinely, like, I don't know if it was just like at that point in the movie, we were so just like punch drunk on the tone <laughs> of it. But like, but like, I was like, yeah. okay, that got me. That was good. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, the chemistry the delivery, with a lot of these the is good. Yeah. 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 So it had some smart casting choices. I think Ming-Na Wen as Chun-Li is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like, you know, okay, when when my favorite, when my, when my 
when my waifu <laughs> is getting a big screen adaptation, I'm going to be the first one with a torch and a pitchfork to be like, all right, who the fuck did you cast? I'm sorry. <laughs> Kylie Minogue? Y'all, y'all did good. <laughs> y'all... Y'all did good. Yeah, Yeah, you may proceed. Slowly lowers pitchfork. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, you you cast the green fairy from uh, Moulin Rouge? Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, casting great. Writing. Writing spotty. It's 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 dumb fun. That's about it. It knew that it needed to go for a more comedic tone, and I'm glad they embraced that because it gave us a lot of really timeless stuff. Like, you know, Kat, you were talking about, you know, the for me, it was Tuesday. Like, how memed is Bison Dollars? (laughs) You know, change Uh the channel. You got paid. You know, just like (laughs) off the top of my head, I'm remembering all these fantastic fucking lines. Yes. But it does unfortunately not make up for the fact that about 70% of this script is dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that 30% that just hams it up is delightful. That, 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 that I, I, I was calling it out as like, I think the second best scene in the movie. And I'm, I'm 100% earnest with that where, where Guile is giving his speech to the troops. It's like, but they say we can, we can just go home. We can go home. It's, it's wonderful. Jean-Claude Van Damme's delivery and, and, and the dialogue. It's, it's that dumb patriotic bullshit that you see in like Independence Day, but like <laughs> condensed and not self-serious because it knows it's in a schlock, schlocky action movie. And it's like, we I will this. not go quietly into the night. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's just like fucking Jean-Claude charismatic as fuck. He just wants to go fight Bison. That's all he wants. It's I delightful. Mean- yeah, you know, uh, who wants to go home and who wants to come with me? And everyone cheers and a bald eagle screeches down and then Guile flash kicks the bird. Yeah. And it it's explodes great. into fireworks. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's it's wonderful. It's it's a movie that for me has gotten better with age. And yes. by that, I mean, I've grown to appreciate the movie. Because like I said, when I was a kid, I think I watched this as like, this movie's... You, you know it's kind of a bad movie when it's aimed for kids and you as a kid don't really like it. I'm sure there's plenty of kids who, who love the Street Fighter movie, right? Uh, but, like, for me, it was sure. just like, what, ugh. I, but it's, I it's a lot more fun as an adult seeing it be silly and knowing that it's just, it's just trying to be fun. I, I have a deep appreciation when it comes to adaptations when they try to keep as many things authentic as they can, but keep it within the rules of the universe. And let me yeah. explain what I mean here. Um, Street Fighter's got some wild shit, like people throwing fireballs and energy and shit. Okay. Every single fight scene in this movie has characters doing their specials from the games. Sagat's mm-hmm. throwing tiger knees and Vega's doing the rolling claw plunge and Guile flash kicks the fuck out of Bison like six times. But when it comes to the supernatural stuff like Bison's psycho power, he's supposed to glow purple and start like flying and shit. But if he had superpowers, it would make it not a grounded experience. He's not just a dictator anymore. He's a magician. Mm-hmm. So they use technology and they have him have a, he, 
his suit has like a defib device attached to it to charge him back to life. And he gets super like gravity tech in his gloves that let him do all the psycho power attacks. Actually, the, I'm upset now because the more I talk this through, the more I'm liking this film again. <laughs> I'm giving myself yeah. more reasons to actually really like this movie. Yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing is it's like w- acknowledging it's a bad film and still enjoying it can uh, very much exist. In the yes. Just like, you have like a love-hate relationship with it, well, right? Because like, then I'll, I'll dip into it when we talk about Legend of Chun-Li because like that yes. movie throws me the fuck off as soon as uh, as soon as Chun-Li starts like floating a glowing JPEG between her hands. Yes. And, and you just go, oh no, they are going supernatural with this. Mm-hmm. Like it worked for Mortal Kombat because right out the gate they yes. establish... Your villain takes souls and shapeshifts. You got yeah. a dude who throws ice. And then it's a big payoff moment at the end when for the very first time, Liu Kang shoots a fireball. Mm-hmm. It's earned yeah. and it's not breaking the mythos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like- Shun Li launching this fucking spinning PNG between her hands. Oh god! Yeah, like yeah. The, the Mortal Kombat movie establishes right out the gate that we're dealing with supernatural bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorcerers. We got thunder gods. We got uh, 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 specters. We got, we got uh, fried romancers. Bird ladies. We got we got overpaid Hollywood actors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. We got lizard people. We got four armed <laughs> monsters. Like it, it, yeah. it's going straight out the gate into like fantasy, not grounded. Let's have like whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas like we've, we've got whatever Kano is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, whereas, like, the street, the first Street Fighter movie, it, it goes the opposite route, where it's like, we're just grounding things, and we're keeping things grounded. And then, like, not, not to get too much into it, because, you know, unless we want to switch gears already, uh, Legend of Chun-Li does the opposite effect. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. I, I, I really dig it. It's not a good movie. It's a, it's, I, it's just a really fun movie, like, I don't even necessarily know if I would partially classify it as like so bad it's good. It's just a bad movie that I enjoy. Like it, it's not like as inept as say Miami Connection, which 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 we watched last night as a group, or a Neil Brain movie. There's there's heart and there's a budget and there's some solid fucking performances, uh, and and some genuinely strong comedic moments. That were like intentionally funny. It's it's not just like, man, this movie is so dumb, I'm laughing because it's an aptitude. No, like, yeah, it's a dumb joke of Zangief being like, change the channel because like the fucking truck bomb heading there. But it works. It's dumb. It's fun. I I, I dig it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I'd be down to switch gears if you if you two are uh, have said your piece on this fine piece of cinema. Yeah. Before we do, though, like well, final, final thoughts. Yeah. Final thoughts. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's for me. Uh, I have like no context except what the movie presents me. So to me, I'm just like, yeah, this is just like a goofy, a goofy movie. I can tell there are references. I can hear in you guys' voice when there are references that I don't get, or like in your reactions. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I I think 
JCVD is 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 fun. Uh, I thought Raul Julia was fun, and th- those two performances were enough to just keep me entertained for like the whole movie. Yeah, so I'm just like, like, am I gonna put this on my like favorite movies of all time list? No, no, no. but I'm not gonna turn it off if somebody's like, let's watch Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, no, be- I might not seek it out ever, but you know, before before we continue, um, do you hear that? Oh, it, it sounds like it sounds like a distant tiger growl. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> for, for for context, because neither of you two could hear it, I've I've had a tiger sound effect queued up on YouTube for the past. Oh. <laughs> and I just played it. So oh, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful segue. Uh, of, beautiful. Uh, beautiful segue <laughs> to... Uh, beautiful segue of us being confused, being like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking... Well, I mean, it's it's a segue, because Street Fighter, the, the Legend of Chun-Li, in Bison's fucking tiger growls. Yep. Unmotivated tiger growls. Yeah, it's it's so, it's 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 wonderful. Uh, so let's... I definitely I definitely have way more to say about this movie because it's more baffling to me. Yeah, like the, like the ninety four. Also, I will say like the ninety four movie I've I've seen before, so I've already like had come to terms with like it's goofy fun, but like yeah. I'm not gonna take it too seriously. This one's just like. Leg- the fuck? Legend of <laughs> yeah, I, I was apologize a... for recommending we watch this. Let yeah. I, it didn't make me angry. That's the thing. It was a bad movie. No, it was boring. But yeah. It was, yeah, it was mostly just... Uh, the entertainment I found, uh, the entertainment value that I had was in making fun of it with you. So because of that, like, yeah. it's somewhat elevated in my mind because we had fun uh, ripping on it. But yeah, like, if I was just watching this by myself, like, there are no stakes to this movie no for for context like this is a first time watch for both cat and i lee uh-huh. lee sadly suffered through this in theaters um going into this i was expecting the worst of the worst because it's uh-huh. it's it's got terrible reviews on rotten tomatoes everything i heard about it is it's terrible most of that is deserved but it wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it was going to be it's mostly really, really, really fucking boring with mm-hmm. a handful of moments sprinkled throughout of just bafflingly, hilariously bad, like, like creative decisions and, and insane lapses of logic that had me genuinely confused. Yes. Of yes. just like this, <laughs> this movie needed a rewrite or another writer to come in and like uh-huh. clean up some of the narrative decisions, uh-huh. uh, ass- yes. assuming that that shit just wasn't left on the cutting room floor, because there's big plot holes in this uh-huh. fucking movie. One of which is really, really, really funny, uh, and that's Bison being fucking Irish. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So here's here's the thing, right? Like this movie takes place in Bangkok, which yes, it's a city. It's a very international city. People can come live there from all over and have all sorts of different accents. But the movie is explicit that Bison grew up an orphan in Bangkok. Yes. And he has the most, like, hi-ti-ti-ti-ti-ti-ti Irish accent. Like, yeah. It's like a cartoon leprechaun yeah, level the, the, of Irish. The movie hand waves it by going, he's the child of Irish mis- missionaries. Yeah. As if but, that, as if that clears anything up, as but, if yeah, accents yeah. are genetic. Yeah, but he was abandoned in Bangkok as a baby, 
Yeah, it's like, so you, it's do like not, you do not develop an accent without years and years of, like, hearing yeah. hearing your language spoken that way and then also like learning to speak that way <laughs> yeah it's 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 oh. hilarious but it's so confusing like it's proven that if you grow up an orphan on the streets of bangkok you develop <laughs> you develop tiger growls and psycho power yeah that's 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 the thing like if they had never mentioned bison's backstory of like growing up on the streets of bangkok I yeah. wouldn't question his Irish no accent. No question. It, outside exactly. of just, like, this is an odd creative decision to make. Ice well, and yeah. Irish. Outside of outside of why does he sound like he's about to sell me some Lucky Charms? But yeah. like you know. But there's a narrative reason for it, and it. Yeah. You can drive a fucking semi truck through that hole, and then and then then we get more into Bison's backstory of why Bison is the way he is, uh, yeah. and and like. He takes some his pregnant wife to some secret cave and like murders her and rips out the baby. Uh-huh. And the, the, ba- the baby the, lives. The baby lives, and the goodness and of him is transferred to the baby. And then at some point, which is never explained in the movie, yeah. uh, between his backstory and modern day, I guess the baby daughter disappeared. And went yeah, like, to Russia? She she goes to... Well, I mean, or she could just be being raised somewhere else in Bangkok where everyone develops a Russian accent if you're sure. an orphan oh, in Bangkok. Oh, that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah she was yeah, in the exactly. Russian district. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and he needs to get her back for some unexplained reason? Yeah, yeah. And it's... Oh, and then there was a... Uh, well, this is a little bit in the weeds, but there was a line that was like meant to be a reveal that uh, uh, th- they were referring to the the like the package or, or like whatever whatever the Bison was rose. expecting as yeah as the white rose, and then um, they said they said something about like oh like you like basically like they referred to the white rose as she, and one of the characters said like oh huh like like what do you mean she. And I was like, I know this is supposed to be a reveal for the audience, but, like, they're talking about boats and, like, shipments and all of this stuff. And it's like, why couldn't the boat just be called the White Rose? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, and like you know that, like, ships are referred to, like, in, in the feminine. Like, ships are mm-hmm. often referred to by as she. So, like, right. it, like, the character in the movie probably would just think he's talking about a boat. Not that, like... He referred to the white rose as she, ergo, white roses as a person. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know about that, guys. Like, yeah, I it's, think it's just a, a reveal because the movie knows it's a reveal, but in actuality, in the, like, reality of the scene, it would just be like, oh, so it's a boat. Yeah. You know, like... Which I, they I, already yeah. knew. Which they already knew. Yeah. It's, it's... All right, we're, we're, we're getting a bit ahead. We're getting a bit yeah. ahead. Let's, yes, uh, yes. The movie starts off... With montage of Chun Li's dad, who's not dead, and we uh-huh. get uh, the one yeah. good action scene in the movie. She's she's she she explains that she doesn't know what he does, but they're very rich, and then he proceeds to do nothing but tai chi on the lawn for like the whole opening scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we get the action scene, and even though cha- uh, champagne or I think it's champagne. Uh, yeah. Doesn't light on fire because there's not enough alcohol content. Um, <laughs> he lights a dude on uh-huh. fire uh-huh. with champagne, and it's fun. Uh-huh. It's the oh. one 
well choreographed fight scene in the movie. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you here, Saber, but let's not forget the fact that this person becomes doused in champagne mm-hmm. because he takes the bottle by the neck mm-hmm. and pushes his hand into the cork. Yeah, and mm-hmm. makes the bottom of the champagne bottle explode into a cannon of champagne. Yes. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, it's great. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then and then uh, oh yeah, and and the fight scene is uh uh Michael Clark Duncan is 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 the main henchman guy. The yeah. the late Michael Clark Duncan shows up in, Which in just one like... of our patented uh Jared Harris in Morbius what are you doing yeah. in this movie roles. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's just like what? Like and I mean it kind of seems like he's having a blast. He's Oh yeah, he's, no, he's, he's having fun. He's he's hamming it up a little bit. He's but, he's, like, not, he, he's not phoning it in. He's not phoning it in. No, but you're just very much like Sir, you're so much better than this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, and then there's a fun fight scene Even his between. Role in like Daredevil, he yeah. was like, it's like, yeah, there's, there's a fun fight scene that ends with with Chun Li's dad being abducted by Bison's goons. Uh, Hired and goons. and or, one or one of they they she thinks he got killed, but then later yeah. it's revealed that like no, he didn't, and then yeah. she's like. I'm gonna go live on the streets. For yeah. A bit. Well, well, okay. she 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 thinks that he got killed because the movie needs her to think that he got killed, even though it's pretty uh-huh. clear to us that he's not yes. gonna be killed. Um, yes. And then she grows up and becomes a famous concert pianist. Uh, and then she gets some like mystic scroll that's written in like ancient Chinese. Oh, uh, and and she decides to. Drop everything that she's doing after getting it translated, uh, to to find her dad because it's like, it's it's telling her to come to Bangkok and you know she'll find out about her dad there, and then she willingly becomes homeless, despite being yep. rich, yep. and yep. it's like she's she's there for like five minutes and already eating like dead rats <laughs> off the street and shit type, yeah. type homelessness, yeah. um. Yeah. And then she she gets into an actual street fight, uh, and then street stumbles fight. across uh, Robin Shu, who's yes. playing Gen, uh, uh-huh. and he's like, "Yo, I used to work for Bison. Uh, okay, your dad's is alive." Gen a, is is Gen a real character? Yes, I yes. think I asked this during the movie. Yes. Okay, he is. Okay, he's he's much older in the games though. Gen Gen was originally right. Gen is her teacher, but was also a friend of her father's. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. way older. Yeah. yeah. The 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 fucky thing here is that they could have actually just stuck to Chun Li's actual like character arc and reached the exact same destination. Like the concert pianist thing. I don't know where the fuck they got that from. <laughs> Chun Li uh, got into martial arts because of. Um, like a a performance she saw during an opera. So like she had an artistic background, but she joined like she became a detective. She joined Chinese intelligence mm-hmm. and did so specifically to track down Shadowloo. Mm-hmm. So okay. There you there you go. You could actually just like follow the actual plot that the character has established. 
Yeah. And, and not that... need to involve ancient scroll that leads <laughs> you to become homeless to learn the power of the noble hobo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, there's like a there's like a competent like Jason Bourne movie in there. Yeah. Hell yeah, if, if there you, is. If you just did that, but instead they oh, were like no. No, fucking okay. Have her do the Chinese intelligence thing, right? And then to get her closer to Shadaloo, she has to she has to begrudgingly get partnered up with another agency. Enter Chris Klein. Oh, there and you go. she has to start working with Charlie Nash. There you go. There you go. Who but is then, but, who is a fantastic, absolutely chaotic man in this yeah, movie? <laughs> yeah, but but if we had that, we wouldn't have had Charlie Nash's interactions with. Non-character Maya, because she's yeah, not a character from moon, the game. Moon's blood good, right? Yeah, like, where they're just consistently like two words away from fucking each other the entire yeah. goddamn movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, Which is great. I, I I really I really value when we were watching the movie. So again, it was a first viewing for them, folks. Mm-hmm. And uh so we cut to a scene on the docks. There's a shipping container filled with severed heads, courtesy of Bison. Yep. And I'm getting hyped, and I start telling my co-hosts, yo, best fucking character showing up right now. Let's go. And Maya rolls in on a motorcycle and dramatically takes off her helmet. And they're like, is that is that them? And I said, oh, you fucking wish. <laughs> up rolls a, a speeding sports car blasting really bad hip-hop. And in slow motion... Agent Charlie Nash strides out with his big poofed out eagle wing haircut like like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, oh yes, it's very Nick Cage. Yeah, and, no, he, and he just always chews <laughs> scenery talking like this for some reason. Yeah. We gotta find Shadow Lau. Oh yeah, that's, uh-huh, that's it's uh-huh. Shadow Lau in this movie as opposed yes. to Shadow Lou. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's a very Ong situation. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and and, and yeah. oh, and there the is part of the movie. There, there is one <laughs> connection between the two movies, and that's both movies don't know how to say Ryu, which is great. <laughs> yes, it's true. Wonderful, I love it. Uh, and then we also have Neil McDonough as as Bison, who is he's uh-huh. fine. He's no Raul ma- Julia. He's, he's making a choice. Yeah, and and, and, and he's Irish. That choice. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and like almost oh, everything no, no. he does in the movie, uh, they insert tiger growl sound effects. Y- yes, and it's not that he's making the tiger growl noises. It's just like he mi- he moves his arm and there's a tiger growl. Yeah, and it's like, I, do you think this man so is evil. Sagat? Yeah, when it so, comes yeah. to Neil Madonna, like I, I, this is the only way I can think about him and. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is an accurate statement or a fair statement. However, I just think of him as the poor man's Eric Roberts. A little bit. But the fact that there is a poor man's Eric Roberts. Yeah. Is in itself kind of. Yeah. Like, like he has, he can turn in good performances, but he often picks movies that are like, I mean, you know, like paycheck. I get it, but 
Yeah, he does. I feel like I feel like I've seen him. I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, his film, like more of his filmography. He's, well, he's I feel like I've seen him in Resident Evil. Oh yeah, that's right. I feel he's, like I've seen him in like TV shows. Where he, he does, does a lot really of well. TV. He does a lot yeah. of TV. Uh, he's on Yellowstone, which I haven't seen, but I hear it's really oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's in Ravenous, which I fucking love. I love Ravenous so much. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, he's yeah, like I yeah, I feel like like. He does a lot of good stuff, and he turns in a lot of good performances. But then he'll pick up like I remember he was like he was in one of the like those the recent like Bruce Willis like straight to DVD movies. Oh yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff where it's just like they need a recognizable face, and he's a recognizable face who you comes put some respect cheap. in your tone when you talk about <laughs> Apex. <laughs> You're right. You're yeah, right. He's, he's, he was in the. He was also in like Captain America: The First Avenger as as Dum Dum Dugan. Right. Uh, yes. Like he 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 does do good movies from time to time. It's just mm-hmm. he he's he's a working actor, a character actor primarily, and like mm-hmm. he's mostly yes, cast yeah, yes. in direct. Char- he's a character actor, so yeah. he's not ever gonna get. He's not ever gonna be a major headliner. But he's gonna take a huge variety of roles that allow him to kind of like stretch his legs, and mm-hmm. sometimes that results in this this kind of movie, you know, yeah. where it's like, hey, do an accent and you know, be cartoonishly evil, and yeah. you get this. Like he's fine, he's entertaining at least, but like very much like, yeah, does not um. Yeah, just a lot of choices being made that I'm like, I don't I don't know who's pushing you to do these things or if you were like, hell yeah, but oh boy. Oh yeah, he was in minority report too. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a lot of he's in a lot of stuff that's like really fucking good. Yeah. And, and then like, he's in He's one of those actors. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of those actors where if I see him in a movie, he's gonna be fine and I'm not gonna be angry that he's there. And I just mm-hmm. I would love to see him in better shit. Yes, like more higher quality shit, but like mm-hmm. he'll definitely yeah, be one of the better actors if you're watching a garbage movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like if 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 he's in a movie, I'm not gonna like turn it off, but I'm also not gonna seek out something with him in it. I yeah. might be like, oh hey, Neil, Mc- like I recognize him, cool, like yeah, and then be excited. But if he's the most recognizable name, uh, you might have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> or like um, or like the second most recognizable name after like. Bruce Willis or something. Yeah. So, uh, be, uh, on the note of like actors and casting and whatnot, Lee, could you please get into the taboo subject matter of Vegas casting? <laughs> oh, you motherfucker, you. <laughs> I hate you, James. I hate you. <laughs> okay, so. So, um. I. Oh, Christ, where do I start with this? <laughs> I feel like 75%, 75% of the black eyed peas should not be allowed to act. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Who's the who's the 25%? Uh, w- uh William is allowed to. Oh, okay. I don't I don't want to okay. call him Will I am. Uh-huh, I'm, uh-huh. Like motherfucker, I'm calling you William. Wait, hold um, on. Didn't Fergie originally do the voice of one of the Peanuts kids? I'm not sure about that. I, okay, let me let me it's google possible. it. Let me Google it. If true, I give her an exception for voice acting. <laughs> I just, I, I, I didn't hate William in X-Men as Wraith. I thought he was fine. Oh, was sure, fine. sure. I thought he was fine. That in movie's hot of, trash, but he was Yeah, in, in terms of, like, celebrity casting, he was, he was fine. Oh my that. god, yes. Yeah, she was, she was Sally in one of the Peanuts cartoon movies. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
So, okay. Vega versus Chun-Li is one of the iconic fights of the franchise because they did it in the animated movie and it fucked. Mm. Chun-Li versus Vega in the animated film is the best part of the entire movie. And it frequently still gets brought up in conversations of like best anime fight scenes and shit like that. And it's just the two of them in close quarters beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah. It's great. Ve- Vega ambushes cool. her in her apartment and it's it's yeah. this brutal fight. Cool. Yeah, it's it's very like it's very Bourne-esque of like just grab whatever's close by. So like Chun Li's trying to like beat the shit out of him with a lamp. It's awesome. Nice. So they put that into this film. I thought great. They established Vega early. Bison like has a bunch of uh, powerful crime lords and and real estate owners over to his mansion to play some scare tactics and none of them bite. So he's like, okay, fuck it. Gotta have Vega off him. And then quote 45 minutes go by. And then Vega. I'm not fuck him, he's not Vega. So Taboo shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and oh Christ. Okay, where do I start with this? Vega is supposed to be a charismatic like almost flamboyant assassin. Yeah. He's very vain. He wears a mask, not for like some sense of scare tactics or something because he's so pretentious. Like if anything happens to his face, he loses his mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, so instead they deck him out in all black. He looks like Gabriel from malignant. <laughs> and oh, uh, God, actually <laughs> fucking dare you. I bring didn't malignant make that connection while we were watching it. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> How, how dare I drag Malignant's yeah, name exactly. through the dirt? <laughs> exactly. A fine, how dare you. film like Malignant. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it, the, the outfit is just horrendous. The mask looks like two times bigger than it should be. It sits on his face so awkwardly. Yeah. And uh, the fight scene lasts dead ass maybe 30 seconds. Uh, before Vega is mercilessly jobbed out and disappears from strung the up movie. by his legs over the side of a building like Spider-Man. Yeah. And and uh, as soon as the sequence concluded, Cat, uh, I believe it was you, who said like, oh, that was that was it? And I said, yep, and he's not coming back. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. He's she, written off. She Batmans him, and then he's just not in the movie anymore. Yeah. yeah what is is bad? It's terrible. A heinous treatment yeah. of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I can I can get on some of these for being, like, not faithful to the source material, but they at least do something cool. Sure. Yeah, like, exactly. um, like, Robin Shu is Gen. Mm-hmm. Gen is supposed to be, like, 40 fucking years older than Robin Shu. He's, like, an old mystic. Mm-hmm. But Robin Shu is fucking Robin Shu. Like, yeah. awesome. And so I would be open to a different interpretation of Vega if it wasn't just so abhorrent. Yeah, it, it's it's sometimes you can you can do a really good good thing just by fucking with the source material slightly. I mean, again, like, huh. uh, and sometimes it works out for the better. Like, like the most in terms of other video game adaptations, you know, Kano in Mortal Kombat One and Two, the games <laughs> is supposed to be like half Japanese uh, at, at the very least. <laughs> Not anymore. In the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, they cast this British actor to play an Australian Kano, and his performance was so iconic 
that they retconned Kano into being an Australian for every game going forward. And it was the right decision. Yeah. It's, it's like a really strong fucking performance. And there's other instances where you'll see something get adapted and they, they adjust something based off of tweaks uh, uh, or, or like they, they make tweaks for the better. But this is just like, it's stunt casting and it's, he's, it's basically just effectively a cameo. Like he's on the fucking poster, but Taboo maybe has, I don't know, three minutes total screen time throughout the entire 90 minute movie. And he maybe collectively has like, I don't know, Six lines of dialogue. Not that, like, dialogue necessarily makes a performance. You could do a ton of... There's tons of great performances where there's very, very little dialogue. But, like, he's just not in the fucking movie, and it's just a wasted fucking character. Yeah, the extent of his dialogue was, I believe, uh, you bitch, my face. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, basically. On the flip side, because of that, we got more of Chris Klein as Charlie Nash sounding like a sex pervert and being really horny the entire movie it's true it, and and more neil madonna uh talking about taters and 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 making tiger growls and yeah yeah that's enough chris yep. redfield yep. so so as as we alluded to the thing that pisses us off the most about this movie is the fact that for all these things that we're talking about and like wild character designs and weird plot decisions mm-hmm. this drags this is not an enjoyable yeah, yeah there's like piece of we, we, we paused the movie at some point to like do something like I, I think somebody had to go get like a like food or drink or something like that and we like the, the marker came up being like 20 minutes in and we were like no it's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, oh no <laughs> yeah it's there's there's like 10 percent of a so bad it's good movie in here uh-huh but most of it is just really 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 fucking boring so the, the, I hesitate to even call it the main plot because it basically like pivots in the middle of it. The, the main like villain plot is a real estate deal to like, oh, my favorite, buy up all of the slums. Oh, I love when we build up a big epic villain and it turns out they're just doing a shady real estate deal. Yeah. yeah it yeah. happens more often than you might think. And look, it, it, it some, really does. Something like that it. can work in like a film noir or like mm-hmm. a, a more grounded villain. Like uh-huh. Chinatown's like a great example where the big yes. thing is like it's it's yes. land development deal. But that I works mean, for that type of movie. Like, like Daredevil or some shit where it's like, oh, he's a lawyer by day, so it makes sense for like the villains to like you know, I mean, comic books do that kind of stuff yeah. all the time, but it's not it's not the main part. It's usually like, okay, they're buying up all of this re- they're doing shady real estate deals, which is already bad, but on top of that, they're doing it so that they could you know, drain all the power out of the city to fuel their like, you know, the reactor to like transform the whole city into dinosaurs or some shit right like it's just like it's that kind (laughs) of thing where it's like like okay the shady real estate deal is the start but then like what's the true like the over the top villain bullshit that happened no it's just oh even even then like you buying that you could potentially like even if it's just buying shady you know like doing shady real estate stuff you could potentially Mm -hmm. do something like like and make it interesting like yeah yakuza zero its main plot yes is is about real estate it is yeah. a real estate focused narrative. I, I'm also again gonna say that like 
like Daredevil being a lawyer and having like lawyer problems or like She-Hulk having like lawyer problems. It's like all of that stuff in the grand scheme of like crazy superhero antics is very low stakes, but it can still feel high stakes if you do it right. But this one does not do it right. It does not. It just is really, really boring. And we get like a handful of really badly filmed martial arts montages and mostly really badly filmed martial arts sequences like Robin Shu, he he is a great actor and he is a great fighter but he is disgustingly underused in this movie and mm-hmm. and all of his fight scenes are terribly shot like yeah at least yeah. give me some fun martial arts stuff yeah. like e- even if it's just like badly shot but at the very least technically proficient like Miami Connection. It's very clear that most of those <laughs> actors know martial arts, and they're doing very technically proficient martial arts. It's just that those sequences are badly shot because they're not like the, the director doesn't know how to shoot fight scenes and everything like yes. that. Yes, right? yeah, exactly. Like the film, I think I think uh, Emu said it. Like the filmmaking is incompetent, but the martial arts are actually not bad. Yeah. Whereas yeah. The, the way the Street Fighter movie is shot is like even in Robin Shu's sequences, where they probably mm-hmm. could have panned the camera out and and done mm-hmm. slightly longer takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. So it's like no. you can't even see any technical proficiency on Robin Shu's part either. And it's frustrating. It's it's a really, like, the only worthwhile fight scene that's kind of fun and entertaining is the one at the start of the goddamn movie. Yeah, if you have somebody like Robin Shu who is talented as a choreographer, utilize it. You know, when when the first reviews for Mortal Kombat came out, the, the, the original movie, from, like, the test audiences, there were complaints that there wasn't enough action. Okay, so they shoehorned in this whole Liu Kang versus Reptile sequence in the third act that wasn't originally in the movie. Yeah. And they just said, fuck it, Robin, do your thing. And as far as fight choreography, Liu Kang versus Reptile is the best fight in that movie. Same Same with the Johnny Cage versus Scorpion fight. In that test audience screening, the fight ended with Johnny Cage shadow kicking Scorpion, and that was the end of the fight. So they shoehorned in that entire sequence where Johnny Cage gets dragged to hell and Robin Shu choreographed that fight. And it's the second best fight in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yeah. yeah. He knows. So they had, they had a competent choreographer on set and they were just like, mm, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, they didn't call in a specialist. He's over like mm-hmm. in catering. Yeah. Eating mm-hmm. some chicken and potato salad or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, ah, we'll wing it. Yeah. It's 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 a very again for me it is not the worst video game adaptation I've ever seen. It's not even the worst video game adaptation that we've watched for this podcast. Uh, yeah, but that it, would be Resident Evil Revelations. I'm sorry, Silent, uh, Hill. Silent Hill Revelations. No, yes. no, no. That's yes. the second worst. The worst is Werewolves Within. Oh damn it! I haven't finished it yet. That's true. I haven't finished it yet yeah, either. You, 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 but that's saying a lot. That's we saying, gave yeah, up like, on. Yeah. Yeah, like I finished Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though I we finished really Silent Hill Revelation. It. I finished it. We finished yeah. Silent Hill Revelation, but yeah, like we, this, yeah, I've seen it multiple times. I yeah. will, yeah. This movie is it's just fair. mostly really, really, really fucking. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat yeah. Annihilation is a bad movie, yes. but it is so bad it's good exactly. in some instances. It's it's a lot of fun in terms mm-hmm. of its weird casting decisions. 
And at least most of the fight scenes are still entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Outside of one fight scene in this movie, and some very bizarre creative decisions that are funny, and, and also trying to wrap your head around two ginormous plot holes in regards to Bison's character and Chris Klein's performance, the movie is a slog. It's, it's not the worst shit ever. It didn't make me want to, like, punch a baby. But mm-hmm. it, it's something that I, I can't ever really recommend as. Yeah. This would be a fun movie to watch with a no. group of friends. No, this is, yeah, this is not a, this is not a turn it on at a party kind of movie. It's like a, basically just like, have a bunch of people who know this is going to be bad and are just going to rip into it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, That's this, the entertainment you'll get out of yeah, it. This because is, it, there is enough there, like, it's not, it's not like Manos level where, like, without the commentary it is unfucking watchable but it is boring to the level of, like, don't watch it by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah, just going to turn it off. <laughs> this is the, the, only, the only reason you should turn this movie on at a party is if you want people to... <laughs> get them God, to vacate yes, the it's premises. It's like the ultimate, like... <laughs> get out of my house. I'm putting this movie on. Like, it is, it is, it is just mostly a complete boring slog. Uh, do we have anything else about this, this, this boring piece of shit? Uh, if you're gonna throw a fireball, don't just have a JPEG float between a character's hands. No, that's the best. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Um, I was, I was, my my one last note is that I um, kind of predicted how uh, uh, Bison would get got at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I ex- like because this movie was rated R, right? So the version when it was in anyway. theaters, it was PG thirteen. Sure, sure, but we we got the un, un- we got the good version. shit. Yeah. So I um like basically it was like she she was she jumped on him from like like you know up top like she was like above him she jumped down um it his his head was positioned in such a way that I was like she's gonna land on his head and decapitate him or like explode his head and instead she kind of like. Feather landed on him and like you know basically like twisted her ankles around his like neck and like like completely like 180 snapped it yeah which was cool but also not like i was like i wanted like the best head explosion since like scanners or something like that like i was ready for that kind of shit because then if they had done that i would have been like this movie was worth it. (laughs) But they didn't, so it wasn't. And and as his head explodes, there's a tiger growl. Yes, Yes. exactly, exactly. Like a tiger tiger scream. Yeah, it needs to be a sad tiger noise. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, sad tiger noises. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, uh, I I rate this movie uh, two tiger growls out of ten. I read it. I read it one um, uh, spinning bird out of a hundred. Uh, I read oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah. Here, yeah we forgot this, about spinning birds. Here's this amulet with a spinning bird on it, and she goes, "Oh, this is going to be my whole personality for the rest of my life." Yeah, I, I rate this movie. Uh, I don't like assigning numbers to stuff, but if I had to, I'd rate this three Irish wolves. 
Mm. Ah, yeah. Yes, yes. I tell you, I tell you, my my teachers and and the family. Yeah, at the end of the day, don't watch this. Go watch the 94 one with Van Damme. And then even go a step further and just don't do that. Just go watch the animated movie from the same year. And then really even don't do that. Just... (laughs) Just don't watch the clip. Play Street Fighter, and then and then to go one step further, don't even do that. Just watch the clip of Jackie Hit Chan from City. <laughs> yeah, yes, we did. We did turn on the 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 what was it? City of what? City Hunter. City Hunter. The, yeah. There's a City Hunter Street Fighter clip that is. Uh, it's really something. It's it's fun. It's very goofy, and uh, but but it actually captures the video game moves very well <laughs> we live in a wild world when the best live action performance of chun Li is from jackie chin yeah <laughs> absolutely it's, it's it's kind of staggering that that just that one shit post gag from a hong kong martial arts comedy flick is a better adaptation of street fighter than most other adaptations of street fighter it's fantastic i love it so uh what has everybody been up to uh since we last convened yeah um that's a good question i need to kind of retrack my uh retrack my last couple weeks all right well yeah yeah i I got i got a couple of things um so i um i started playing um the newest game from cyan studios or cyan worlds um which is called firmament Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, and it's very much a sort of, like, back to, back to their roots. It's a, it's a sort of return to form in some ways. It's, like, it's very Mist-esque. Um, I was really, I was really, really digging it, but then I got hit with, like, a massive fucking headache, and, um, I ended up, like, having to take, like, a week off of it to, like, recover, so... Instead of playing that, because that was way too much brain power for me in my in my sick, sickly state, I will be coming back to it. I do want to finish it. I was really digging. I, I played like I played like two hours, I think. I was really digging it so far, and um, yeah, I'm definitely going back to it. But instead, I finally caved and I went and bought Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because like. There are puzzles there, but they're much lighter than a missed puzzle <laughs> by by all uh, all accounts. Um, and so far, so good. I'm not super far into it, but I'm enjoying it. I have I have criticisms about mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think that the new like legacy dungeons are too long. <laughs> okay. Um I've only done one so far, but it was there was like an entire like like a huge section of like pl- like like platforming to get into the dungeon. It was like it was like an hour of platforming to get into the dungeon. And then the dungeon itself which was like five like you know environment puzzle things to figure out and then a boss fight and I was just like I feel like you could have done two of those things and it would have been like better. Like I feel like or or like or like just like reduce the scope of the three things. Because I, I know that they were just basically saying, like, we'll take the divine beasts from Breath of the Wild and expand them. And I was like, the divine beasts were fine as is. Like those were like a good length for what they were. Mm-hmm. I I didn't need them expanded. 
and it kind of actually does it a disservice, I think, to have it expanded in that way. Interesting. So okay. I didn't dig that. I also and like I'm not I'm not super far in the story, so I don't want to like pass too many judgments, but I'm a little bit like in 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 kind of the opposite fashion where I'm like I'm excited to see Firmament kind of return to like a more mist like, you know, approach but like modernized. I'm kind of bummed that a lot of the narrative here seems to be going back to the like Ocarina of Time roots. Mm. And I I, I know people are going to say, like, oh, but Breath of the Wild was just Ocarina of Time. And it's like, yeah, okay, yes, it was. But also, there was an element to it that was different. You know, like, the whole... And spoilers for Breath of the Wild, if anybody hasn't played it. Um, the whole point of that game is that the heroes failed. <laughs> and most of them fucking died horribly. Mm-hmm. And then you're you wake up hundreds of years later to a world essentially in the process of grief, and you kind of like like it's this very like morose meditative experience, even as you're going through and like doing goofy physics shit and like you know playing around, but like the the story of it and the world of it are just were were really fascinating to me in that they approached there was a kind of element of sadness. And that element, I'm not really feeling in this one anymore. And they're kind of... They, they brought back the sages thing from Ocarina. And, like, I'm not opposed to the sages in principle, but I just, I'm just, like, a little bit disappointed that I'm just like, I wish you had gone in another... I wish, I wish it had been a different thing. I wish you'd done a different thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. wish, I wish it had been like, okay, the, the old guardians are dead, Let's assemble new guardians. Like, let's get a new team together, right? And like, figure it out that way. Like the the sages stuff. I'm just like, ah, uh, uh, I don't know. So anyway, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's the two things on the video game front. Um, movies. I'm trying to think. I'm I I do have plans actually. I I've been doing a lot of TTRPG stuff. Um, not D&D, actually. My D&D has still been, like, off, but, um, Mm -hmm. I've been playing something, I think I mentioned this last time, I've been playing something called The Between, which is very fun. It's very, um, it's, like, Powered by the Apocalypse, uh, like, it's based on that, but, like, grown from, um, I think, like, Monster Hearts and something else. Somebody who's more, uh, storied in the, you know, those games would be able to, uh, um, explain it better than me. Um, but that's going really well. It's very fun. And, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, oh, we watched, um, okay, movies. I've got two, actually. I watched the D&D movie. Oh, the new one? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so I watched it on, it's Paramount Plus now, it's streaming. I dug it a lot. Yes, okay, I cool. really loved it. Like, I, I think it's not, it's not perfect it's not amazing there's there's like some minor pacing issues but it's really fun and they did a really good job of like capturing the little moments that happen at the table like nothing nothing ever gets fourth wall breaking but there's there's a moment in the in the in the movie where like they you know something happens where like 
something gets fucked up where, like, they, they were supposed to cross a bridge, but, like, they break the bridge, and it's like, oh, shit, how do we get across now? And somebody, like, looks in their backpack and was like, oh, I have this, like, teleportation staff. And it's just like, oh, when did you get that? It's like, oh, I've had this for, like, days. What are you talking about? Like, and, like, Oh, it's, that's so good. Exactly. Like, it's in any other movie that would be such a fucking ass pull. But because it's D&D and we all have had that experience of, like, one of your friends has something on their character sheet that they're just like, oh, I've, I've had a wand of magic missile this whole time. Can I use that? And you're just like, what? Yes, you can use that. Like, what are you fucking, when did you get that? You know, when, like. When the DM starts going, like, I don't remember giving them 15 feet of immovable rope, but <laughs> fuck. I guess yeah. I did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like, okay, I okay, I dig it. And there are um there are some really really clever like action set pieces. Um like I I, I don't know how much you y'all have seen online, but there's a um there's a bit with the uh with the druid and wild shape, which like they very much like ruled of cool a lot of the like actual D&D rules were like Good. The, yeah, exactly. Like, the druid is wild-shaping way fucking more and into way more things than she should be able to, but it's fucking dope, so, like, who gives a shit? Um, yeah, and there's, cool there's trumps everything. Exactly, exactly. There's a there's a chase sequence with her shape-shifting into a bunch of different animals to avoid guards and, like, bad guys, and it's so, it's, like, it's done in a quote-unquote single shot, but, like, there's a lot of CGI, so it's not a true single shot, mm-hmm. but it's done in that style, and it's so cool <laughs> fuck yeah yeah um so yeah I, w- I would say it's worth it especially since it's it's streaming now i can you know i mean for for lee i could give you my my paramount plus password if you want to see it for free yeah um, yeah but yeah otherwise like yeah it's you fuck can find you it listeners <laughs> yeah yeah nobody else gets my password but but my my goons so um and then i also watched i was i really really wanted to see this movie um but I didn't really want to see it in theaters, and I think I made the right choice in that. Uh, I watched Renfield. Oh. Um. Yeah, so, obviously, the reason I watched it was because Nick Cage's Dracula is too good of casting to pass uh-huh. up. And he was amazing. And uh, Nick, Nick Holt, I think, is the is the main character. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really good, and I liked, like, the chemistry between him and Aquafina. Like they were fun. Um, the movie itself was like fine, but not like it did that thing where like it tried to do like Sam Raimi style like gore as comedy, and uh, I don't think it really nailed it. You know what I mean? Where it's just it- kind of like. It started losing me when the trailers were showing that there were, like, big action set pieces. Yes, exactly. I wanted this to be played way more, like, dark comedy. Yeah. Self-aware, like, you know, no action. Especially since there there was a bit in the trailer where, like, they were clearly just, like, recreating scenes from, like, Bella Lugosi or, like, old, like, 40s Dracula movies. Mm. Like, the black and white stuff. And I was just like, ooh, I I hope we actually get more of that in the movie. Like, I hope that's actually, like, a big part of it is, like, sort of, like, you know, like, maybe the whole intro is, like, black and white and, like, showing, like, like the development of their relationship. But, unfortunately, what you see in the trailer is, that's it. Like, that's all you get. Like, there's no extra stuff built into, built around that. It's just, like, you know, those tiny references. Which maybe is, like, 
maybe it would have been too cheesy if there was more of it. Maybe the maybe being a little restrained in that was a good thing. But I was disappointed. So mm. yeah, okay. And and yeah, it is just like there's a lot of there's a lot of fight scenes, and the fight scenes are very graphic and gory. And there it's it's very much done in a like you're supposed to laugh when someone gets their arms chopped off, or you're supposed to laugh when someone's guts bust out of their fucking like you know torso. And mm-hmm. it, it 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 just didn't hit with me. Like I'm just like, I just there there was something off about it. But Nick Cage is amazing, <laughs> and I I it was worth it just for him. Solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I don't I like like strongly recommend the D and D movie. Not so much the Renfield movie, unfortunately. Even though I was excited to see it, if you want to see it for Nick Cage you'll still get your money's worth. But yeah, it's not really. I'm glad I didn't go to the theater for it. Good so yeah, that, that's my, that's my, that's been my last like couple weeks, I think, or like week and a half. Okay, good shit. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get mine out of the way um, because game wise, I have just been playing Honkai Star Rail. Uh, Woo! <laughs> the the adventures, yeah. the adventures in space China continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's great. How's that going? Are you, are you, uh, are you still enjoying I'm, it? I am officially at the point of endgame. All stories, mm-hmm. all story quests completed, all side quests completed. Um, I am at the point where you just grind mats and wait for additional content. Ah, okay. okay. Um, which is cool because I am more of a casual. I just kind of mm-hmm, hop mm-hmm. on and get my daily shit done and play yeah. for like an hour and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, new updates good. coming out pretty soon. It's coming out in like a week. Um, it's it's just super super solid. Uh, the the developer seems to be actually taking fan critique into account. Oh. They're changing a number of things based on response from the player base. I think they see that it's a very lucrative business opportunity, and that it could be as big as, if not bigger than, Genshin Impact. So they want to make sure that they sink the claws in deep. They want to make sure that they cater to us enough that they hold on to us. And uh, I don't see myself quitting for the foreseeable future, so I guess they got me. Hey, hey. Um, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 last night. Oh, how was uh, that? Which, it fucked. Um, yeah, I, okay. I am part of Team Marvel Burnout. I'm, yeah, yes. I'm over it, but my brain puts the Guardians into like a separate category because I kind mm-hmm. of just see it as space D&D. You know what? That's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it, that's, it's that's just an accurate read. <laughs> it's a party of chuckle fucks yeah. getting together on a Saturday night with three flavors of Doritos. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. And fucking fucking Gamora's uh, player just like lost her character, but like was like, I don't want to make a new character. So they're just like, right. okay. <laughs> it just rolls the exact same new character. Exactly. Oh, that's that, oh, that's so good. <laughs> so my brain just kind of categorizes it differently. So mm-hmm. I don't feel the Marvel burnout when I watch Guardians. Guardians okay. 3 was super fucking solid. It felt just like, you know, the same space hijinks as the other two installments. Um, I had to figure out some plot beats because I did not see Thor 4, which had the Guardians in it. And I could tell that there were plot elements that I missed out on because of that. I honestly, probably not too much because they were only really in like the opening scene. 
Okay, cool. It, there, there was just a, there was a bit of like, and yeah, Thor 4 isn't worth it, so. Don't, okay. um, I, I heard, uh, I heard Christian Bale was good and that was about cr- it. Yes, Chris, Christian Bale is great, um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it, but he's not even in the movie, like, like, you know, for what I was saying about like, Nick Cage in Renfield is worth the movie if you want to see Nick Cage, like, Christian Bale isn't in the movie enough to justify watching it just for him. Copy um, that. So YouTube, yeah. a, a compilation of all Christian Bale Thor 4 scenes. Correct. Correct. Got it. Um, okay, that checks and, out. And then, uh, yeah, it was basically just like Thor was part of their group for a bit. And like they were kind of going around helping people and then basically ended up being like, we're going to part ways. See ya. But that's pretty much the gist of it. I don't think there was okay. anything much deeper. Yeah. And then there was a very short Christmas special that they did on uh oh, on the yeah. streaming service where they kidnapped kevin bacon oh, uh, okay. oh, oh i don't think i missed anything right. super important in there except it features a cameo from one of my favorite bands the old 97s uh to my i, I haven't watched either but to my understanding the the biggest plot revelation from the christmas thing is that mantis is actually star lord's half-sister oh what yeah oh okay yeah, there you go all right. Oh, because of ego fucking everything in the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that tracks. Okay. Yeah. That tracks. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's like, yeah, there's a cameo from the old 97s who it turns out are James Gunn's favorite band. So like, that's okay. awesome. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so I saw Guardians 3. It, it, it rocked. I'm, I'm still, I'm still firmly in the Guardians pocket. Uh, most of my new shit lately has actually been uh, music. A uh, couple days ago, I I had the privilege of seeing The Cure when they came in through town. Oh, and um, holy shit, do they still have it? Yeah, I mean, I don't care how many decades The Cure have been doing their thing, dude. That's I've, awesome. I've been to hundreds. I don't exaggerate. Hundreds of concerts in my lifetime. Oh it's yeah, what, it's what my dad and I did to bond growing oh. up. Oh. This is one of the tightest musical performances I've ever heard. Um, They absolutely killed it. Um, And then I got into a new band that uh, I'm really deep down the rabbit hole of. They're called Sleep Token. They are, they're catching a lot of waves in, um, in the metal community right now because they're not a metal band, but they're getting like, they hit a lot of, um, a lot of notes that kind of resonate with that community. Like it, they're very strange. They have jazz elements. They have progressive elements. They go into like hip hop verses out of nowhere. Mm. Um, it's like, it's a clusterfuck of genres. I can't really describe them in a singular sense, but they're very big on theatrics. Like all of their, uh, all of their band members are anonymous and they wear like masks and cloaks and, Mm. go by fake aliases and there's a whole mythos that's like very eldritch of like uh their songs are worshiping some like ancient deity of sleep i don't quite understand all the lore yet but it's fucking Mm -hmm. wild so i'm digging the fuck out of some sleep token right now and uh other than that i'm just kind of waiting for street fighter 6 to drop that's that's coming up in a few days Hell I've yeah. got it. I've got it pre-ordered and ready to go. And then uh that's about it. It's been a pretty lean lean couple weeks for me. Okay. Cool. 
Jam? I'm disappointed in both of you. What? Because we didn't mention... You didn't Wait, mention what? you didn't mention ape war. Oh my god. <laughs> You're Jesus right. Christ. We did mention ape war. <laughs> Alright, Saber, tell us tell, tell the people out there about ape war. So uh I'm sitting there and I'm streaming Faz, and Emu, a friend of ours, who's playing mm -hmm. Faz with me, is like, Hey Saber, when are you gonna stream Ape War? And I'm like, Emu, what the fuck is Ape War? Not, not have you heard about Ape War. <laughs> when are you going to stream Ape War? So I look into it, and I see that it's 99 cents. And The only thing that Emu tells me about it is that it's got apes, and the mm -hmm. apes have got some pretty big cheeks. They're caked out of their minds. <laughs> uh, and I see that it's 99 cents. So I'm like, okay, it's a multiplayer game. I'll buy it. And then I sat there and thought about it for a minute. And then I immediately bought it for Lee and Kat. And mm -hmm. then the next day, uh, I get a message on Facebook from Lee and Kat. James, what the fuck is Ape War? <laughs> and then Lee looked into it a bit more and was like, I see. Okay, so we need to stream Ape War. And it's basically a competitive shooter. Uh, it's really janky. It's early access. You play as apes. You got guns. And you go to war. And you go to war. It's mm -hmm. not deep. But no. uh, it's better than it has any right to be. Part of it, it is probably because of the jank. It is, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... It's so, it's, it's so weird how much fun it is. And, like, how... You know, like, there's a bunch of, like, oh, like, broken games, terrible nowadays. And, like, yeah, yeah for the most part, broken games do suck. But there's something so genuine about, like, a game where it's just, like, we're just trying, man. Yeah, we're just trying to make a stupid, fun shooter. We have no idea what we're doing. That's it. It's a stupid, fun shooter. But yet, they do kind of know what they're doing, because, like, the shooting actually kind of feels really good. Yeah, and, and, and they, they, there's some attention to detail stuff, like the fact that the apes have to raise the guns above their head to aim. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. dumb. It's, it's 99 yep. cents. Uh... It's I I don't regret my time. I want to play more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually that was that was like the I I was like that was the day my headache was like the worst, and I was like I'm gonna huh. I'm gonna try to ape I'm gonna try to ape war for a bit. I think I only got like a couple hours in before I was like I'm gonna go throw up, guys. Bye. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and boy did I. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I I do want to make ape war a a a regular staple of the channel for the foreseeable future. Oh fuck yeah! Because yeah, let's do it. You can do private matches. It's ninety nine cents. Yeah. It's stupid. It's fun. yeah. Don't don't put bots in because that makes your match unprivate for. Some oh no reason. no oh no no! It, it turns out we we realized oh. it's not even just because of the bots. It's just the last update broke private matches. Any match oh. where it was just us private, we uh -huh. lucked out because there's oh, barely really? anybody playing. Oh, so we got like Passwords. a false positive where like turning off the bots didn't. Oh, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Okay, so it's just it's broken. just the password system so it's just is a janky okay. piece of shit. Okay, yeah. 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 Hey, it's, there it's you great. go. It's great. There you go. Um, yeah. So we yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, in terms of uh, other games, uh, Alone in the Dark released a, a prologue demo, playable teaser. Uh, it seems mostly just to kind of showcase the vibe of the game. And showcase celebrity casting. I'm not sure the actress's name who's playing Emily. I hadn't heard of her before. But uh, they, they got David Harbour to play Edward Carnby. 
Okay. Uh, so that could be pretty good. This is like a strict remake reimagining of the first Alone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. So it's like 1930s Lovecraftian detective noir inspired. Hell so yeah. this could be really, really, really cool. Yeah, uh, the awesome. prologue demo, just watch somebody play it. It's it's like eight minutes. It's it takes longer to install than play. Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's just, it, it showcases like kind of the vibe that they're maybe going for, but like, it's, it's just a walking sim demo basically of like a, a preview thing. Uh, in terms of other video games, um, I got some keys for some stuff. Uh, Suffer the Night is a single player, little horror game. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't finished it. And mm. so far it's, it's pretty fucking dope. Uh, it's genuinely creepy and unsettling. Like the premise is, uh, you're some lady, you're in your house. It's the middle of the night in the 1980s. There's a ring on your doorbell. And when you go and somebody slipped the floppy disk through the mailbox and you input it. And, uh, there's this weird text adventure game. And then shortly after you start playing it, there's another ring at your doorbell. And there's this creepy man outside who's vaguely threatening and, threatening to come in unless you beat his game. Uh, and I just kind of cleared the prologue section, which is like, you're supposed to basically play through this text adventure game while also dealing with him trying to distract you and trying to break in and prevent him from breaking into the house. Um, and, and then, then you get, you get 10 minutes through the floppy disk and then it turns into a video of a guy with different types of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> his ass. And then James takes a look around the room and realizes it's modeled after his own house. <laughs> no, uh, after you beat the text adventure, you get you get transported to some weird dungeon area with actual like gameplay, and it's kind of modeled after the text adventure. And you're supposed to like solve puzzles and That's cool. defeat enemies to get out because if you die, you basically become the next text adventure for the next victim. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's it's I'm with cool. that. It's yeah. it's very creepy and unsettling. The main antagonist has this kind of vibe with he looks almost like Ethan Hawke's character from the Black Phone, like when he's wearing that mask oh, and shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh and I'm not oh, super so just beat the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah I, I'm exactly. not I'm not super far into the game, but it seems like there's like Eldritch undertones and like Hellraiser references because uh the, you, throughout the game, you, you stumble across, like, audio diaries, audio logs, and some of them are from the developer of, like, the original game. And he's talking about how he wants to make this this super great game, but, like, current tech at the time isn't, like, up to snuff. And he stumbles across this brand new form of programming code, brand new programming language, named Leviathan. And I'm like, my dude, are you channeling Hellraiser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this Hellraiser programming code? I was, I was just about to say I that. Have such <laughs> mm-hmm. to show you. <laughs> so, like, I'm only I'm an... gonna make you come. <laughs> I'm only an hour and a half to two hours in, but so far it's really good, and I'm looking forward to diving in more to it. Uh, in yeah. terms of some other key stuff, I got uh, access to Starship Troopers Extermination. Yeah, I would a, like to uh, know more. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I only got to play it for about an hour and a half. I do want to play more of it, though. Uh, it's a 16-player co-op game. Uh, basically, you just you drop in on a ugly planet, a bug planet. 
Uh, and you have to complete a series of objectives as, as a 16-player squad. There's base-building mechanics of, like, you constructing makeshift turrets and uh, uh, walls to kind of, like, hold out and protect, like, little things. And after, after you complete all your objectives, you have to quickly extract. Okay. It's, like, an early-access shooter, but, like, it's pretty fun. And, like, if you're a fan of, like, the Starship Troopers movie from Paul Verhoeven, uh, mm -hmm. it hits that vibe of just, like, why hasn't there been a Starship Trooper game like this before? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's pretty dope. I I would like to play more of it, especially if we can get like a group of people playing it. Like like a full. It doesn't even have to be like a full sixteen players, but like just four or five of us in like a squad. Just I'm murdering oh, yeah. bugs. Uh, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. I love me some Starship Troopers. Yeah. yeah, and then the the next is uh, not a full game. I guess the full game is coming out this August. But I I received a key for the technical test of uh the texas chainsaw massacre which oh is, boy uh, it's it's basically like your dead by daylight or fred of the 13th style game mm -hmm. uh it's primarily influenced and inspired by the first film uh, okay. they got kane hotter to do the motion capture for leatherface hmm. um in this tech test there's only it's a 3v4 game so you have the killers and you have which is the family and then you have the survivors and uh, in terms of the killers in the tech test, they have Leatherface, they have the Cook, and they have the Hitchhiker, and they have uh, four Randy survivors. The four Randy survivors wake up in the family basement, and they have to basically sneak around the basement and try to find a way to escape, whereas the killers have to basically, you know, kill them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, collect their blood and feed it to Grandpa, who gives them buffs. By being able to like see see the uh, the 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 opposing team and stuff like that, feed blood to Grandpa to acquire buffs. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's it's again. I didn't play much of it, and it's just a technical test. I I hopefully can squeeze in some more matches today, but it seems promising. Uh, it's definitely no stupid leatherfuck nonsense. Oh, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's of course a tech test for for the full game, so it's a little buggy, but it's mm -hmm. it's it's neat. Uh, you know, for, for, for anybody who's into that, like, horror multiplayer shit of, like, killers versus survivors and whatnot, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, watched Samurai Cop for the first time last night, and that was a <laughs> fucking riot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've only I've, seen clips of it. Yeah, I've, I've, we, we watched both that and my, Miami Connection. I've yes. seen, I've seen both, but only as riff tracks. Mm. Uh, so the interesting thing actually is that like I and it might just be that it's been a really long time since I've seen Samurai Cop, but um, they don't you know they have they do censored versions they don't have uh, uh, I don't believe they have all of the sex scenes in oh. uh, the Rift Tracks versions. So I was I was very I was very much like oh whoa like this is new. Yeah. There's a there's, there's a lot of nudity in that movie. There's a lot of nudity in that movie. <laughs> yeah, there is. But does it have Neil Neil Breen's balls? It does not. Sadly. No, no, but it does have um God, uh, God what the fuck is his name? Gerald Akamura. Gerald Do Akamura. Yeah, you see his you yes. see his taint. Yes, right up his. He's wearing God. speedos. Well, thank God. But you see his taint. Yeah. Um, and Bless. you see see Matt Hannon's dong through speedos. Uh, Very good. Yeah, uh, it's it's a fun fun movie. If you like so bad they're good movies and you haven't seen Samurai Cop, give it that a go. 
And in terms of like, I guess my new reoccurring thing of just YouTubers, I've already talked about it to Lee and Kat off stream, uh, off off cast. I don't think I've watched, uh, discussed it on the cast, but I've been recently getting into uh, Ghost Files slash BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural, which Mm -hmm. is basically, imagine ghost adventures, but like genuinely good. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you got a believer and you got a skeptic and they play off each other really well. They're friends. They don't ham up every single like little bit of, of whatever uh, like ooh this is 100% guaranteed haunting such compelling evidence like they do what they can to disprove stuff or like at least try to disprove stuff they're constantly talking shit to each other it's just two friends goofing off on a haunted house and like it's it's basically me playing Faz except for as a fucking ghost hunting show and I kind of love that it's 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 genuinely funny yeah i i very much appreciate the fact that they're not taking things remotely seriously Mm -hmm. they're not exploiting their dead friends or or real world Mm -hmm. atrocities (laughs) and yeah and and their 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 dynamic is really funny especially since like again the believer is super scared of ghosts and like genuinely terrified and the skeptic is constantly like trying to scare him and like take shit uh, not so seriously. Uh, I, I had only just recently realized that uh, that whole meme of uh, of uh, hey hey there demons, it's your boy is from mm-hmm. these two, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, this makes sense. This makes total sense now. <laughs> and that 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 but that about does it for uh, for me. Yeah, uh, we did we we did have a viewing. Uh, we did have a viewing of I think one of the greatest films ever made, Seven Samurai. That's true. We did. Yes. I, I forgot. I forgot if yeah. I forgot if that was uh, before or after the last uh, um, recording sesh. But yeah, um, I uh, I dug it a lot, but I don't. I think I need to rewatch it to actually fully because it was it was like three hours long, and I had just come off of like a pretty yeah. brutal work week, so I was like completely brain dead and i'm like that's fair it's it's, it was it it was a lot to take in i think but oh i can imagine like a fucking three and a half hour 1950s entirely in japanese with subtitles movie that we're watching at like eight o'clock yeah yeah exactly so i was like i was like passing out and also like (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 a damn fucking great movie it's it's not my favorite kurosawa movie but it's it's fantastic and mifune is great Mifune best boy. Mifune best boy, yeah. Yeah, so if, All right, if goons. I guess that does it. Any 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 final thoughts? Any 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 final things? Street fight. Street fight. Street fight? Street fight? <laughs> King of Fighters. Yeah, yeah. King Virtual of Fighters. Fighter. Oh, oh, oh Tekken. Tekken. What, what? What what? Clay Tell Fighter. The crew to push the button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Primal Rage. Uh uh. All right, so uh, yeah, everybody sign out. Uh, okay, it's me, Cat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch. Um, I yeah, I don't know when I'm gonna be streaming next. I'm going to Japan in like two weeks. Yeah. So Ooh. yeah, I I think I think we might try to get another uh, podcast recorded before then. But if not, I'll tell y'all all about my cool Japan trip next time we're uh, we're back. Yeah. yeah. How long are you gonna be there? Just a week. Um, Sweet. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, my husband grew up there, so uh, and he speaks fluent Japanese, so I know I'm in very good hands. 
So uh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. To hear yeah. About that. I'm very excited. And this has been your boy, Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. You can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Valley Jester. I am back into streaming. I'm streaming yeah. only Honkai Star Rail. Yeah. And I am a filthy casual, so do not come watch my stream just to watch me blow a bunch of money on slot machine pulls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am, however, accepting donations that <laughs> will go strictly towards slot machine pulls. Oh my god, Beautiful. amazing. Beautiful, 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm James, also known as Saber0307. You know where to find me since you're listening to this shit. Uh, uh, everybody get fucked. Have a good day. Bye. Of course. Die, 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 die. That's a lot of wins. It's a very Irish yar, suddenly. Yar. 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 <laughs> good night, everybody.